Kia ora, and welcome to The Car Cut. I'm Bernard Hickey. Uh, this is my daily podcast for Wednesday, the 2nd of February. Last night, we had the post-Cabinet news conference, and Deputy Prime Minister Grant Robertson stood in for the Prime Minister because she's still in isolation after her close contact with someone with COVID in Kerikeri. And also yesterday, we saw the OECD put out its once every two years survey on the New Zealand economy. And there were some various comments made about housing in that survey, along with the uh, results of a poll in the last couple of days from One News, which talked about most New Zealanders actually wanting house prices to fall, including 47% who wanted it to fall quite a lot. So I took the opportunity at the post-cabinet news conference to ask Grant Robertson about the government's attitude on housing affordability and whether it, like many voters, in fact most voters, wanted house prices to fall. Because at the moment, house prices are worth more than 10 times income. And the OECD pointed to this as the worst housing affordability record in the world in its survey and essentially said that unless house prices fell substantially you would not see a significant improvement in affordability anytime soon. In fact it has a great chart showing that uh, even if you saw house prices fall 5% per year significantly for that for year upon year upon year it would take several years for housing affordability to get back down to the level it was at as recently as 2017. In fact, if house prices keep rising at a rate of 5% per year, you would see house price affordability worsen to 12 times income within a few years. In essence, the OECD is saying that you won't get back to any sort of acceptable levels of affordability for another 40 years, in fact, not even back to uh, unaffordable levels for another 40 years, to get back to the uh, most acceptable level of affordability, which most people see as three times income, would take not just 10 or 20 years, but many, many more decades. We're talking 2060, 2080. And that's another generation who've missed out on being able to have secure, warm, dry housing. So uh, why doesn't the government either engineer a house price fall or at least allow one to happen, as the OECD fears? So I put those questions to Grant Robertson, and in particular, uh, I started off by asking uh, what he saw uh, as uh, what he thought about the survey results about house prices uh, uh, falling, uh, according to those who were surveyed by One News Kenta. Here's the here's the exchange. Minister, um, I'm sorry, we're just going to do Bernard, and then we'll come back to you. Uh, Minister, the OECD said uh, they were worried about a possible sharp drop in the housing market. Um, would the government uh, act to ensure that that could happen? 
Yeah, look, I mean, there's a lot of um, uh, forecasting, speculation and comment in the OECD report, and so um, I tend to, you know, listen to that, but also listen to what we see from forecasters here in New Zealand, the Reserve Bank, uh, Treasury and others. They are not forecasting the kind of sharp drop that you were talking about. They are forecasting a drop uh, over the course of the next year or so. As I've often said, um, our position is we do want housing to be more affordable uh, and that we will take action to do that, um, but I haven't seen anything in the forecasts that we rely on here in New Zealand that would cause me to intervene in that situation. Do you, do you agree with the um, 47% of people in the 20% who came to our poll who said they wanted to see those prices fall? Yeah, I think what's, what's important there is that the message I get from that poll is that New Zealanders want housing to be more affordable. They want people to be able to buy their own home and live in their own home. And they want to make sure that the price of housing is, is reflects that value. That doesn't necessarily translate to people wanting the value of their own home to drop. And so I do think we've got to be a little bit careful about polling questions like that. Regardless, we share the aspiration of New Zealanders that we want more people to own their own home. It is a long journey to come back from around 30 years of the way in which our housing market has gone in the direction it has, but we believe we're undertaking the things that need to be done in that space. So the implication there is that uh, the government is accepting it's going to take decades and decades and decades to return to some level of housing affordability. And I just wanted to check on that, just to make sure um, this is what the government really is saying, and I asked a final set of questions in the news conference yesterday. Here's a Here's a replay of the audio. Um, uh, housing affordability. How are you going to get to an affordable housing level, whatever that is, without a big drop in the house price? As I say, the forecasts that we're seeing now from the likes of the Treasury and a number of banks do see drops in house prices. What we've always said is that we will set the rules to try and make house prices more affordable, whether that involves a drop of the kind being forecast from the Treasury or not. Uh, How do we do it? We do it, unfortunately, over a long period of time because it takes a long time to build up the stock of houses that we need because we inherited such a large deficit in that stock, but we're making progress in that regard. We do it by on the demand side, making sure that we, for example, remove foreign buyers from the existing home market by making sure that we don't allow um, advantages to speculators. It has to build up. The Reserve Bank has its role as well, which obviously they're continuing to work on too. Is this market now too big to fail? You can't afford for it to drop quickly, so you're going to essentially uh, sentence another generation of first-time buyers to have to wait decades and decades before it gets affordable. No, I don't accept that um, in terms of the overall premise of that. We've taken a number of actions to make the housing market more affordable. We will continue to work on those, and we will continue to make sure we build more houses. This is a problem decades in the making that unfortunately is going to take some time to solve. Just come over here. So in a sense, the government is saying we want what everyone else wants, but we can't do it. And the reason we can't do it is because we won't allow house prices to fall or tell everyone that we want house prices to fall. And that um, simply saying we want affordable house prices and we're doing things to make affordable, um, in my view, is just not enough. It smacks of a performative approach, i.e. 
we look like we're doing things, we're saying we're doing things, but we know it's not working and we're not going to actually do things that actually do work. And uh, this is an extraordinary situation because our house prices are the least affordable in the world relative to rents and to incomes. They have worsened the most in the world, uh, certainly since COVID and actually in the last 20 years. And the OECD in its survey out yesterday made that point with some excellent charts, which I've included in the email that goes with this podcast, including one at the end showing that New Zealand's rental affordability market is the most stressed, the least affordable, and the worst in the OECD. It's a chart which measures what they call the housing cost overburden. So this is the share of your poorest uh, 20% or so of the uh, population, and how much how many of them, what proportion of them, are paying more than 40% of disposable income on rents. And that shows that that poorest group in the population are spending 55% of their disposable income on rent. That is the worst in the world. Worse than Israel, worse than Chile, worse than Britain, Finland, Spain, the US. Uh, The equivalent measure for Australia, uh, for example, is right down the bottom of this list, in the bottom half of the OECD. In Australia, the share of those who are the poorest, who are having to spend more than 40% of their disposable income, is actually only 25%. So we're at 55% in housing stress, intense housing stress. In Australia, it's 25%. So you can see why a lot of people uh, want to go and live in Australia when they're under such housing stress. At the moment, they can't leave. That may change in a wee while. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the dawn chorus for this morning, Wednesday the 2nd of February, on Makaka. Ka kite on ano. And by the way, if you listen to this as a free subscriber or you've just stumbled onto it, I'd love it if you subscribed as a paid subscriber to support uh, this sort of accountability explanatory and solutions journalism that I do here on housing, child poverty and uh, the climate change situation. Ka kite anō.